Hello. Hey there. Oh, howdy. Didn't see you there. Howdy. Howdy, partner. What's going on? Uh, it is Sunday once more. March it is. 15th, 2020. Uh... Broadcasting to you from quarantine, I am Rich Meister. Coming in you springtime. Eric Ortiz. I'm enjoying the sun. We're uh, almost, you know, we're I'm, almost there. I'm so happy ever since I moved this desk, so I'm sitting right next to a window mm-hmm, that gets mm-hmm. sunlight. Like right, This is the time of day where it gets the most sunlight. Like It's peeking through on my arm. It feels uh, nice. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And we are what is it, a week away from the spring solstice? We are. Wow. And we're also a week away... From the game solstice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, with Animal Crossing. And Doom on the same day. Yeah, I know. I, I, I haven't... I still am just re-beating Doom 1, but I haven't mm. been able to play it, because I've been playing some other stuff, too. I saw you actually playing a lot this week. I have, because, you know, self-quarantine. It's the perfect yeah, time. Um, I realized after um, a while that I haven't really played a lot of single-player games. Like, I play the easy games, like the multiplayer ones, like Underlords, or... I don't mm. know, the new Warzone we could talk about. I played a lot of Warzone, It's man. a lot of fun. Um, I, so I um, just played a lot of multiplayer and sunk a lot of hours in there, but I have a lot of single-player games that I haven't been able to really dedicate time to. So now with the whole self-quarantining and isolation thing going on that they recommend, I've, I've used that time, time to, uh, yeah, to just catch up on that and uh, make the most out of it. Yeah, I finally... Um... We'll, we'll talk about this at some point, I'm sure. Ori and the Will of the Wisp dropped. Yeah. But I never played Ori in the Blind Forest. Me neither. And never played it. It was on sale. I think it still is on Steam for $5. So I was like, now's a good time. I got it on a Steam sale a while ago. And just like with a lot of the games there, I uh, I haven't had the chance to just play it. Or rather, I probably have multiple chances. I just never played it. So. And then after I spent the $5, I learned both Ori games are on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, the Will of Wisps that's on Game Pass did not uh, buy that because I technically have it now. But yeah, I think, I, I, I I think they're both on... separate from each other. Do they? I don't think the stories coincide with one another, do they? I'm you're say playing no. as o- you're playing as Ori in both, aren't you? Are you yeah, not? but I'm saying um, story-wise, I, I I don't know. I, I would imagine I don't, that I you don't go know. through the blind forest perhaps, and then Ori upon travels. Also, goes through, I don't know, the Will of the Wisps? Who's this yeah, one? you know, who's this? I have no frame of reference, yeah, so no frame. So I guess I'd have to look it up. I'm not the Ori, I'm not the Ori expert, but, um, fuck. So, hello everybody, I hope you're staying safe during this whole coronavirus business. Yeah, it's a mess. Not going around coughing on people, I would hope. And if it's you do go out, out you, what, why? What do you gotta do out there? You don't need to. Yeah, go get do? some, get your groceries, stock up and play some games. Yeah, go uh, go out to the store for groceries and such. Don't kill anyone doing so. Uh, just get what you need and get out of there. Well, I've seen know? so many people now online. They're like, oh, you know, I, I, I got to go and be social, you know. And they're posting pics of themselves just going out, saying the virus ain't going to get me down. It, it, it's doing. not like a terrorist agenda here. It, it's, it's an airborne, like, virus that people can pass. Here, here's, here's what we're, we're going to do this weekend, Fucking Eric. You ready for this? Here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a six-pack... We're gonna get on this Discord. That's all you gotta do. It's insanity. Like, how how moronic do you have to be to say, oh, you know, this ain't gonna get me. You know, this ain't gonna this ain't gonna down my spirits. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna show that virus what's what. And I'm gonna be above. Meanwhile, a week later, you're gonna wake up one day with a headache and start coughing. 
and then shit's gonna get <laughs> my, real. Um, my favorite is the constant argument of, like, well, it's really only affecting elderly people. It's like, yeah, but you're spreading it, so are you saying you're cool with old people dying because you're careless? And also, that's not true. It's not like it's only affecting elderly. You're going to it, get sick. It, yeah, no, it affects more severely the elderly and people with compromised immune systems, but it's still, like, it's a really bad flu if you get it, like... You're talking about two weeks of feeling like absolute dog shit at the best case. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you're going to get very sick. It leads to some serious respiratory problems for everybody. It's just the elderly happen, and the immunocompromised happen to... Are more susceptible. Yeah, happen to have it a lot worse and are at risk for fatality. Which sucks. It's like, I don't even understand that mentality. That alone should tell you, hey, I'm going to get the fuck away. Like, I'm not going to do that. Or I'm going to self-isolate even just for a week. Even just for a week at most. Just to see if you start showing symptoms. Because mm-hmm. you just want to make sure. And even totally. then, you really still can't be sure. Because, you know, you have people out and about still going out. And they're still at risk. So be smart. Play some games. Catch up on that backlog. That's the whole point of this. Animal Crossing is going to be out in five days. That's, if you, if you're like so me, I'm just going to play that. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check in on my town. And then the Doomslayer and I are going to go to hell. Yeah, escape um, to another reality. Here's a weird story. Uh, I This was a thing for a while. I forgot about it. I just ponied up and bought Doom Eternal on Steam today just so I would be around for the preload. Did you get it on discount for, from Green Man? Uh, no, I did not. Ooh, you should. That should I be for anybody. That. Just a heads up in case anybody's ever interested. Just, go to Green Man Gaming. If that's a thing, I might just put in for the refund. And Yeah, they sometimes give you like uh, 20% off for new releases. I know they did it before for Resident Evil 3. Um, so it's worth, it's worth your while. Here's the weird thing. Um, if you pre-order it on Steam, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they give you Doom 64 for free. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, that's neat. Must be like a nice little, here's something to to hold you over. But they come out on the same day. Here's Doom 64 for you. Enjoy. You kids love Doom 64. Yeah, you guys are going to absolutely fucking adore it. Here we go. Here's the worst Doom. We got a, Persona's going to be coming out soon in Final Fantasy as well. it is it's a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The game's really long, isn't it? I pre-ordered the uh, Persona f- Five. Yeah. Oh, it's incredibly long. I put uh, like 120 hours in it. Oof. Um, Persona Five, uh, the Royale. I bought. Uh, I pre-ordered the Steal Your Heart edition. Ah, uh, my heart will be stolen. Um, oh, and here's did a... I get that edition? Let me see. No, I only got the Steelbook edition. Oh, I got version. the very expensive one uh, that oh. comes with the soundtrack. Oh, and, and the, the mask, right? And the mask, yeah. Oh boy. Mostly, I like having the art books and the soundtracks oh, hey, because man. it's if you like very it. expensive to import those soundtracks. If you like it, Atlas always does Livers. fantastic work with their special editions. Always, bar none. I remember uh, even I, getting um, what was the game? Um, I don't know if this is. Let me see if it is. I think this is an Atlas game. Yeah, it is. Any any Japanese uh, RPG that has a great edition, like say Radiant Historia for the 3DS. Bought yeah. that a while back. It comes with like an art book. Comes with some stickers. They always give you something, and you didn't even I have o- to pay anything. Totally. I always get the um, the Atlas ones, like the Persona ones, rather. And even when Persona Five first came out, I got that uh, was also like the Steal Your Heart edition. Yeah. And um, I'll always remember this being super handy because I always think this is a dumb thing, but it was ended up being sort of perfect. Um, Shujin Academy is the school in Persona Five. They give you a Shujin Academy school bag with that edition, and it is the perfect size to fit a PS4 in, and that's all I've ever used it for, was transporting consoles. That's pretty cool. Um, it's it's pretty fucking great, though. There's gonna there's too much coming out. Final Fantasy VII, 
Yeah, not too far off. there's just a lot. I'm thinking about it. My head's spinning. You got a resident eat. April's gonna be heavy, but I just yeah. want. I want. I'm just gonna be playing Animal Crossing. I think I'm just gonna have a lot of fun with it. I'm See, the best part of Animal Crossing is I'm still gonna play it like I always played Animal Crossing, which is like it's my supplemental game. It's like I get home from work. I'm a. I'm gonna sit down on the couch. And I'll plug away for at Animal Crossing for like an hour or so, you know, just check in on my town, pull some weeds, do what can be done. Yeah, and that's um, why I love it. You can just do it before bed, wake up, do a little Animal Crossing, it becomes your little routine. It's kind of wild. So instead mm-hmm. of doing anything else in real life... Instead of being <laughs> productive at all... Yeah, fuck we're it. Gonna play Say goodbye Animal to your life and just just go. Say hello to Nook. Um, but we, I actually played a lot of games. The one game I played primarily that I've been trying to beat... Is The Last of Us, and I've talked about it a few times in the past, where I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play The Last of Us. It's happening. This time, it's really happening." Um, the best part is, is a good that time to, boy up. This is a good time to talk about this for me because I replayed The Last of Us uh, recently uh, because uh, over at Sword Shop we do our our spoiler cast shows for mm-hmm. the patrons, uh, and we just did the original Last of Us, like we recorded it on Friday night uh, to get it out before The Last of Us Two drops. So I, I'm very recently played the last of us again and uh does it still hold up in your in your re-review i think so um i i really the story still holds up fantastically Mm -hmm. there are elements gameplay wise that uh maybe haven't aged as nicely um i still think the pacing of the plot is really good and the plot still the plot and the writing still hold up really well visually i always love those environments but it's remarkable to me how good the faces still look yeah i was gonna say um after playing it, after never playing it, um, I think the graphics are pretty damn good. And I'm playing the remastered version, so I remastered versions aren't just going to magically make things better. But it's, just it's an definitely up, it's a testament res. to the original animation that it's pretty damn good. I mean, it holds up better than a lot of other games that I've played so far that have For come sure. out in the past three years. So it's pretty wild. Um, and it's one good. of the things I think I've, I noticed about that game, especially on a second playthrough, is, again, the... like. The nature of the zombie infection in The Last of Us, like it being a fungal infection, um, they lean really hard into, one, that zombie design, and two, uh, that environment design. Like, more so than, like, what we're used to in post-apocalyptic games with, like, all these bombed-out environments. Like, that game's set 20 years or so after the infection starts, and the way the environment is, like, taking back structures and stuff is just so beautifully designed. Yeah, I really dig the, um, to your point, just kind of the realistic stance on the story that it's taking. It's not just a random disease that just happens. Um, It's very much so something that was a result of some other fungal infections that just slowly takes over the mind after like two days. It's parasitic, and it's just the nature itself. It's not, oh, there's just zombies. It's no, this is like a scientifically believable thing that happened, even though it's still far removed from reality in some respects. It's a real infection. It's just not one that affects humans. Right, right, right. Um, um, it just affects in, the organisms, or rather, and it, it kind of morphs morphs your brain a lot, and also those clickers and the other mutations. It's kind of wild. Like it, it just looks weird when you have the yeah. fungal infections going out of you. It's cool to see, like you said, the early stage ones where it's just like okay, they're blind, and then the clickers that have been infected a little bit longer, and they're starting to adapt to like move with sonar and stuff. And then you have those huge fucking bloaters that are just all covered in these like mushroom uh, plates. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just kind of a, um, it's a different take than what you would see in pr- games like Left 4 Dead, for example, where they're just zombies for the sake of being zombies. Um, even though I love that game to death. And, That's why um, I'm, I'm hoping that HBO show they're planning gets a little bit more into the actual science of 
the infection because like if they're gonna like they've already said it's gonna be a retelling of Joel and Ellie's story but as long as we have to revisit the story I explore some new stuff yeah I mean I'm all for um games becoming popular game stories becoming popular in mainstream um movies never typically have the best of luck with this although it's becoming more promising over time um TV might be better soon. Yeah, and I mean, Druckmann's behind it. You have Gustavo still making the, the track. Um, I, I forgot his name, forgive me, but it was the guy who wrote Chernobyl. Uh, you have a very strong yes, yes, team. Yes. So, frankly, I'm pretty all, much all for it. Uh, I would imagine, and this is still me not having beaten the game yet, I would hope that they take a little of a different storytelling perspective from it than the game did. Um, because those who played the game and love it probably aren't... Get, they're going to want to see... A retelling of the story. I'm sure there's an audience for it, but I'm also sure people want to see more expanded take on the world around them. And even if you Definitely. have The Last of Us 2 coming out soon, that's still in the future. So I'm sure people still want to see by the time that Ellie was young, like what was going on with the Fireflies or what was going on with different factions, even before the 20 year period, I would imagine. Like what would happen like 10 years later or something like that? Um, How was the government reacting yeah. as things How were things falling happen? apart? Um, I, I'd totally be more interested to see that too, but. I'm sure that after I beat the game, I'm going to want more of the story with both of them, so um, I, I'm probably going to be all for it anyways. Uh, assume, do, where are you at in the story right now, uh, out um, of curiosity? Currently, I am just... I'm not too far, but I am meeting up with Bill. Okay. I'm that's, going to meet uh, up with Bill. It's relatively early. Okay, yeah, yeah. There, there's some good revelations as that stuff starts coming together. I like Bill as a character. Yeah, I'm um, starting to go meet up with Bill right now. And uh, I would definitely say uh, do that Left Behind DLC when you're done. Yeah, it, it's really short from what I saw. It You could beat it in like a two hours or so. I think somebody on the Games Done Quick, I think they did it in about ten minutes. <laughs> and it, it, wow, okay. that It was yeah, really, insane. really short. Apparently they just speed run through the entire, they just ran. And they just went you've through get, the whole thing. You've got to break something to do that just because there are dialogue bits where you wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, they didn't even, they just went, if you skip the dialogue, it cuts the entire thing by like 85%. It's kind of wild. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, that, that jumps around. Like there's a reason they can't like naturally insert it because it's full on flashbacks coupled with um, a section of the, like expanding on a section of the game where Joel is not playable. Yeah, um, but I'm so far. I like the characters a lot, um, and it's just it's just a different kind of atmosphere than other games I played with zombies. Um, it's a lot uh, more. I would say it's a lot more slow paced, but in a good way. Like things are just naturally progressing as I'm going. I'm sure they're gonna pick up and get a lot more fast uh, in terms of story, but yeah, yeah. It's it's picking up slowly and it's kind of taking its own pace. You're just navigating, and as you're saying, you're kind of viewing the environments. You're taking it all in and just seeing just how much things have changed over the twenty year period. Like with the uh, what's the word, the vegetation, and just the overall architecture of the buildings breaking down. Um, it's pretty cool to just soak it in, and it's nice because you know what I noticed that with Sony games too, um, they all take this approach of just visual storytelling in the same kind of style um because i was thinking after i play this game and, it, and it's gonna be i'm gonna list the two naughty dog games of course so there are similarities there but i wanted to go play uncharted because i also never have played uncharted ever um so after i was done with this i was thinking hey i'm gonna hop over into god of war <laughs> but then after god of war just for the change of pace i then i think i'm gonna dive into uncharted and play through those games well the, the funny part is um i was actually going to say a lot of the way the narrative is delivered in this 
you can see a lot of his DNA taken and applied in God of War. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Like a lot of their successful games, when I was even because I played a little bit of God of War so far, um, it's adopted the same kind of gameplay and storytelling. It's just ve- it's very yeah, Sony the, now, where it's on brand. The combat's to totally different. Like that. Yeah, the combat's totally different, but sort of like the way the narrative unfolds with this whole okay, so it's going to be a very curated path, and like the character conversations, the dialogues between the characters is how we're going to deliver most of our information. Um, as you make your way through the world and uncover things. Yeah, and, it, and frankly, it just always works. I, I've seen um, in the past uh, people have written about you know the Sony method or the Sony formula, both Naughty Dog and Sony in general, where their most successful games have taken this, this generalized outline of their games and how they're in, uh, approaching storytelling, to your earlier point. And they'll say, oh, you know, it's just a walking simulator and all that. It, it really isn't. Uh, like, The Last of Us, frankly, from what I've played so far... It really isn't just a walking simulator. I mean, it's a lot happening at once that you're just kind of taking in, which is a, contributing to the overall experience of the game. I mean, if you're focusing so granularly at the gameplay itself, yeah, it's nothing groundbreaking. You're not going to find it's, any groundbreaking. Um, it is walking broken up by puzzles and combat, yeah. which is fine. That's and it's want. all very simplistic, too. Like, even the combat of um, trying to sneak around, number one, it's not easy. I'm even playing on normal, and maybe it's because I'm bad, but it, that's probably the case. But um, it's, it's a little also, rough to try to navigate through. It gets through. easier, I think. Um, As you can get more upgrades for, like, melee weapons, and once you start getting those upgrades that let you use, like, shivs and stuff like that more than once... That's when I think stealth gets a little bit more viable. Well, I hope so, because right now it, it's it's kind of tough, because you have to go by these uh, blind creatures, like you were saying, the clickers, um, and if you get bitten by them, you're, you're done. Like, that's the game, and you have to go to, back to your checkpoint. So, um, I'm taking my time through it, I'm finding different creative ways to just play through it, and it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's just fun, it kind of just takes you into the world. Um and when I was playing God of War, actually, no matter which God of War it was, frankly, I know the new, the newest God of War that had completely changes the game in terms of storytelling and just gameplay. It really does. Um, even before in God of War, like, 2, it, it was a button masher, but it was a button masher that I really was just absorbing the world around me, too. A lot of Sony's games have excellent world building um, where you just get distracted by a lot of things. You want to go explore elsewhere because you just want to see what's out there. Not even just to hunt secrets. Um... I'm just more so curious to see how how much they've developed um, of the game. And that's why I'm kind of slowly, as I'm playing through this, I'm kind of getting a lot more amped up for The Last of Us 2, only because it looks like just from the two screenshots, and I'm not spoiling myself, I'm taking very care- careful measures not to spoil here, um, it looks like they've opened up the world building tenfold. So that looks really cool, and I'm kind of really excited to see a lot more of the world that I'm seeing now, and I'm betting by the time that I finish this, I'm just going to want more, too. So I'm actually kind of glad I waited, like, what, when this game released, like, eight to nine years ago. <laughs> kind 2011, of, I want to say. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of glad that I waited, like, a, almost a decade just to play this, because um, at least now I could just take the time to play jump right into the second one and i already have the second one pre-ordered i'm excited to get into it in may and i have enough time to just play through this to really get the full story before jumping in again so it's pretty cool cool yeah uh what else you been diving into well i could talk about this with you warzone yeah i played a played a whole lot of that uh have to say this actually brought me back into battle royale (laughs) it it did for me too uh and the funny part is i remember distinctly noting when black ops tried it with blackout mode i kind of hated it yeah, I didn't like it. Did not like this that is, at all. 
so different and it also fun note with our friend mike i mean him and i played probably like four hours yesterday and i am just i feel like i'm better at this than most battle royales yeah i have to say this is a lot more approachable than other battle royales i played it like for apex legends for example there's a lot going on in that game and when i say a lot i don't mean a lot a lot i just mean there are a lot of different um mechanics that come into the game and this has a lot going on under the hood too it does if you want but you can still just win. You're still quite capable of just playing to win because it's COD, as you were saying. Like, the mechanics yeah. are very... At its core, Call of Duty is very approachable, which is why it's always so popular for everybody yeah. of all ages. Anybody can just pick it up and start killing. But then killing. there are a lot of nuances. Like, I was very proud of myself, and GeForce was too, apparently, because it saved the clip for me. I got a team wipe on a on an airstrike uh-huh. when I was playing with Mike the other day, and I was like, oh, that's that's a good feeling, baby. I realized, too, in my last day, I'm like, anybody can just pick up and just start blasting and killing. Anybody <laughs> can start just committing just mass murder. Um, no, but it's true, and that's why it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like those kill streaks. Okay, just fucking point and shoot the thing, and maybe you'll get lucky. Um, but yeah, I've been playing it a lot too, just with my brothers and some other people from work, and it, it's a blast. Um, I was even saying, if Apex Legends, because I haven't played Apex Legends from, I don't know, when did it release? Like two years ago? If yeah. that's what Apex Legends is at its core, I mean, I'm pretty down for that. It's a lot of fun. I never gave Apex Legends a proper It really chance. is that at its core. And Apex was the one I really got into. Um, and now this is kind of like eating that eating Apex's lunch for me in that sense. Apex but Legends, also... I think, introduced the three squad mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. That, that wasn't Fortnite. Fortnite, I think, Which you this four also five. is. Yeah. Fortnite is uh, four? four, and so is PUBG. Okay, yeah, so this one actually just cut it down to a three-man squad. I mean, I, there are certain weird nuances I really like. Like, I really like the um, the armor system, where you can actually pick up more armor than you need, but you need to actually, like, apply it and slot it and in. And that's an Apex Legends thing, right? With the armor? Uh, Do you have armor plating or something? Y- you have armor, but I don't. I can't remember. I don't think you have to, like, apply it. I think it's, you just pick it up if it's oh, down. Okay. Um, the no, gulag, I kind of dig that, too. Though, you can overstock on certain armors, so you don't need yeah. to go back. And you can trade it with people. You just drop it for your team. Yeah. That's nice. I, I like also, that a lot. Uh, the Gulag is the one, like, very new thing that, that is, else has done. That is by far my favorite mechanic. And I every think it's time, so fucked up that it's my favorite mechanic. It's so good. Just because every time you hear, like, your teammate's in the Gulag. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... It's like... The Gulag is a labor camp. It was a labor camp in the Soviet Union. But you know? apparently it's a goddamn fight club in the showers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Gulag, back in the day, yeah. during Yosef Stalin being a fucking dictator, he made these labor camps where quite a lot of people died. Like, th- this is re- it's really fucked up It's history. a real thing, yeah. Yeah, it's really fucked up history. But Meanwhile, we've turned in it this into game, a chance to respawn. Yeah, no joke. In this game... It's downplayed the gulag so much to the point where I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm like, I'll meet you boys in the gulag. So for anyone who hasn't, for anyone who hasn't played Warzone, um, the first time you die in a Warzone match, you will hear the words, "You're in the gulag now," and you are put into an arena of like a bathroom in a labor camp, and you're put into a one-on-one fight where you're spawned with a random weapon. And the winner of the fight gets to respawn. And I have to say, genuinely, that is probably my favorite mechanic in this battle royale that sets it apart from the others. Because mm-hmm. um, you can go in a squad of three, and I've been downed immediately before because I just absolutely ate it. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to the gulag, and I'm just going to have to win myself back, and, and you can just uh, win again, back. Again, 
I just love hearing those words when they go, your teammate's in the gulag, and then ten seconds later I'll hear, your buddy just got his ass kicked. Yeah, um, exactly. And then, you're, and then you just say, oh, well, don't worry, don't worry, I'm going to the gulag. I'm going to the gulag. You die immediately, and they're just like, oh, shit. Um, but it feels so satisfying when you pop into the gulag and you get that headshot from across the map. Absolutely. And you're like, like I'm earlier, back, like baby. You go in, yeah. you spawn. So for those who haven't played it either, when you go to the gulag, uh, you're kind of waiting your turn. So you literally, with other players, are just punching around around this arena as you're watching, like the Roman Coliseum. Looking through, yeah, like and through you windows can throw at the top. little rocks and pebbles at them while they're playing to distract them. And basically, you could just kind of watch the game like Bloodsport before your turn is up and i'm telling you it's so funny but it's so fucked up because in the back of my mind on the real it's just like okay the gulags are really bad like in yeah and here it's we like, are i'm not kidding it's no like Russian. saying that you were at a jewish labor camp to say oh i'm gonna go there i'm going i'm going i'm going to the i'm going to the camps and everyone's like oh, i'll see you at the camps it's legitimately downplaying something just for a gameplay mechanic but I cannot stop saying, yo, I'm going because to the Gulag. Because it's such a good mechanic. Yeah, it is. It's just, I, I it's do it at work. Fun... It's still be like, welcome to the Gulag. It is. It's just such a fun little addition to the game that's just shrouded over this cover of a Gulag. And um, when you win back, though, the whole thing is that if you do win your right to go to the Gulag, well, you know, you're always going to win your right to go there. But It's always on your first death. You yeah, go it's to the gulag. always going to happen. But if you lose, that's it. You know, you're out of the game and the... The only way you can be brought can back be is bought if your squad pays money, which they find around the map, to buy you back, which is fine. Um, but after you until, win you know and you become revived, you don't go to the gulag anymore. You just go to the yeah, gulag a single time, and then you're done. Um, I do, do have to say, though, is that revive... cut off the buybacks. What happened? Uh, do you know what the player count is? Because there is a point where they cut off the buybacks. Um, like I think it's once you're down to the last ring... They'll be like, no more buying back. Yeah, you also out, can't out. go to the gulag after, I think, 20 minutes of the game. It's like 18 to 20 minutes. The gulag actually just shuts down. Shuts down, yeah. yeah it just closes because you're not allowed to come back at that point. Um, but I have to say, it's fun. It's really fun. I and, love it. Um, I've enjoyed it. They have 150 people. I think Apex and everything only has 100 I think Apex is 120. Oh, is it? Okay, well, this one kind of... It's 120 or 130. I think it's one... This 150 is a lot. And I don't know if other Battle Royales have more. I'm sure that somebody else has 150. Um, but it's a lot. And the map is huge. I have to actually give credit to the team for making this. Because here's the thing, too, for those who are listening about it. It's absolutely free. So they took the Apex Legends approach and they just made it free... You can buy, I'm sure, a shit ton of cosmetics, a battle pass, you know, the whole deal. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. But you don't need a battle pass because one of the first operators you unlock for free is Ghost. And why would you play as anyone else? Well, do you get Ghost only with the battle pass? No. You, the free version of the battle pass you get Ghost with. Oh, okay. Well, because I haven't had Ghost yet. Um, but And for those of you who do have Modern Warfare... It actually carries over all the rewards to your main game. So that was actually my incentive to go back and play on the PS4 because also the whole thing with this is that it's cross-compatible. And I think that's a lot of fun. So you can actually use your Activision ID and play with people on the consoles and play on your PC too. So that's a lot of fun too. I'm only playing on the PS4 because I got Modern Warfare on it and I like to reap those rewards. But I've just been playing it a lot. I finally won last night. It was very exciting. Um, And I won last night... And I love a good win on a Warzone or a Battle Royale game. It I, makes you feel some false some false sense of accomplishment. Sense of, pr- of pride there. Well, I gotta get back in, because Mike and I played about four hours yesterday, and uh, we got in second, but oh, then bro, I had to we'll go. Oh, we'll play together. It's so much fun. Um, and 
I love when you win though. You don't get anything. Like you get you get, you get a lot of XP. Yeah, you get a lot of XP. You get that chicken dinner that everybody wants, but then that's it. You're just like, all right, yeah. now get back out there. I'm like, now okay. get back out there, yeah, soldier. Get back on the plane and get the fuck out there and win us some but stuff. Also, again. I love. There's an introduction cutscene to this game. It's so like they, they needed to they need to justify Warzone in the narrative of Call of Duty. Yeah, it's so unnecessary. You go aboard the Armistice, which is your gigantic deployment what plane. It? It's Operation Rapid Sunder. Yeah, it, it's so extra. And every oh. time the cinematic plays, everybody always has the same thought. They're like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are we doing? Oh, I also forgot another item they added, which is a new thing that I really like, is uh, one of the pickup items is a gas mask that lets you survive outside the circle for a while. Yeah, it's, um, they have a lot of cool little mechanics there. But I have to say, one of the main things after playing this, I was thinking, wow, I should probably try Apex Legends, because I genuinely haven't tried it. Um, I think I played You'd maybe like two games of it, and... I, it looked like something I would actually enjoy then, from the sounds of it. So I downloaded it earlier, and I'm going to give that a try one day too. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. But Apex that, is a good game. Yeah, but get if you have if you have um, PlayStation or if you just got a PC or just want to try it, I would highly recommend Warzone. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. If you're not in the battle royales, just stay the fuck away. It's not it's not for you. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. It ain't going to happen this Christmas. Um, I see you also. I see you. You. Uh, Played some Ultimate Chicken Horse. I know the new update is out. Yeah, the uh, acrobatics with the sneak, update. With the Sneaky Snake. Yeah, Sneaky Snake Boy, and they released some new maps and items. Um, so I have also, not tried it yet. big but, ups um, to curious. Ultimate Chicken Horse just as a game. And if you haven't played Ultimate Chicken Horse, um, it's really just a party game where you control an animal. It's like competitive Mario Maker. That's yeah, how I've is. always described it to people. It's a, um, you play like an animal, and you pick a stage and every stage you open the party box and everybody picks an obstacle and the whole idea is that from start to finish you have to not only build a path to get from your starting point to the end flag you also have to make things incredibly difficult to make sure that your other competitors don't get there either so um this was a game made by clever endeavor for... games it was released like i think a few years ago i want to say almost oh wow yeah i think it's 2016 Wait, i'm looking at yo- here We've been playing that game for a long time because we used to play it at my house. I remember constantly. seeing it at PAX that one year, all those years ago when they were uh, advertising it. A lot of fun, though. Um, oh, I remember I I got there too late that year because I wanted to buy one of the t-shirts at the booth, mm-hmm. um, but I got there too late. It's it's ton of fun, um, but even now, all these years later, they released this new acrobatics update, so now they released the snake. It's just a snake on a skateboard, and... Um, Get some new items though. So I've been playing that recently. It's also on sale right now on Steam uh, for seven fifty. I even think it's on the Switch for about eight dollars. That game is the reason I bought a Steam Link uh, so we could play it on my TV. It's a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of fun, and it's very simple. And I like that the art design is just very cute. And it's hard, you know. You just got to be good at a platformer, and it's fun to style on your friends and uh, just win the ultimate victory. Um, oh, by the by the way, that. this is a weird thing to insert, but yeah. uh, I just thought of it thinking of the Steam Link and all that. Uh, a couple episodes back, we talked about the Steam controller, yeah, and how someone three D printed a back for it, uh, so you could put the, uh, you know, the USB plug in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Steam officially released that, and it was on sale the other day for ninety nine cents, so I bought it. The Steam Link, or the like they, no, the the backing plate. Oh, you, you bought the a new US... backing plate for it? Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, because they're just cleaning house; they're not developing it anymore. It kind of sucks too, because the Steam Link could have been cool. Yeah, I, no, um, I tried I tried re-upping my Steam Link the other day, 
uh, but I'm using Wi-Fi. You can't. You can't do it on Wi-Fi. It's pretty much impossible. Because I was yeah, you gotta play, hardwire that. I'm sure you can play. Like I've been playing uh, indie games like Dust Force or things that are pretty low maintenance on the old GPU here. But when you start playing games like The Witcher, the transfer rate between your computer to Steam Link to the TV, it's not. It's not good. It's very slow. Um, and even when you hook up an Ethernet cord through your router, which is what you pretty much have to do at a necessity, it's just not. It doesn't really hold Ideal. up, which is a shame because I know that if they continued to develop it at the time at Valve, they probably could have made their own nice 4K box. But um, everybody I've seen online is now boosting the uh, or supporting the the Shield, which I didn't know was People a very much like the Nvidia Shield. I didn't know that was a streaming device. I actually thought the Shield all this time was like a mini portable game console thing i feel like a moron people are streaming it to tablets and stuff and that's the picture you always see so i could totally understand thinking yeah it looked like a fucking mobile device so i was like oh it's nvidia shield but yeah that actually has some 4k gaming capabilities i'm not about to dump on that either i'm not about to drop money to go for that but it looks pretty cool i imagine one day you know the technology is going to develop enough to the point where when i have a house or something i'll be able to just get one and it could stream throughout the entire house that'd be pretty fucking cool totally um so yeah it's pretty neat but yeah ultimate chicken horse a lot of fun if you haven't played it really cheap great game to play with friends this is immediately my companion to the uh jack in the box party pack whenever i'm playing at parties or yeah, at no, group that's gatherings a... break out the chicken horse break out the party packs it's an immediate hit and everybody loves it absolutely yeah. um and then i see you played a lot of castlevania i did i did i did i did um so I recently moved, so I have, I've been unboxing all my shit, and I found, because it was packed away for a while, all of my Castlevania games, so, and they were all just neatly in the same place, too, as if I just knew one day I'd uncovered the treasure, um, so a while back, and I've said this before on stream, too, I'm like, I'm gonna stream every Castlevania game from start to front, and I mapped out every Castlevania game. And even with the anniversary collection that luckily came out, so you can play the Game Boy games that you really couldn't get in the past, like Belmont's Revenge. Um, I started playing the first Castlevania, but I started playing this months ago, maybe even over a year ago, because I want to play from start to finish the entire chronology of Castlevania. And I remember on the very first game, when I got to Dracula, my whole game froze. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking done. Then I just never, <laughs> never played any of the games ever again. Well, we tried. <laughs> like on the very first game of the first playthrough, I'm like, well, we're done here. Um, now on to Kid Dracula. And I found all my Game Boy Advance games too, because I went to the video game uh, depot near uh, our houses in Long Island there. And um, I had gotten the Circle of the Moon, Lament of Innocence, and... Uh, Aria of Sorrow games, and those were fantastic games for the Game Boy. So if anybody has never seen the Game Boy Advance games, highly recommend it. Aria of Sorrow is probably the most popular out of the three of them. And I'll I'll put out to you guys, I I really love Circle of the Moon now. Fantastic. And I I hated it at the time because that game is so fucking dark. It is in, like so difficult to actually play on a on a non SP GBA. Yeah, I actually um I brought my SP to PAX. And I had Circle of the Moon. Even with the backlight, it was hard to see in broad daylight. I played uh, Circle of the Moon all the way through for the first time on my Retron. It's a great which story, is right? The best way to play it. Yeah. yeah, I know. I have my Retron here too. I have my Castlevania loaded up right there. It's there. Um, yeah, Circle of the Moon. It's so funny you say that because I remember when buying it. I'll never forget it. The guy, the the, the store that we were buying it from, um, he was telling me, "Oh yeah, you know, Circle of the Moon." probably the worst of the three game boy games and i was like well that's not true i'm like that can't it's be true. just it has horrible lighting 
It um, does. But Lament which, of Innocence, you're, you're all about to get a special treat here, my official, my official opinions, which are gospel. Lament of Innocence is the worst one. It's the worst Game Boy Advance one because, frankly, number one, it's easy, but there really isn't a lot of story to it. And I'm sorry. You want to know? You want to know something? Here's an extra. Here's an extra special treat. Lament of Innocence is not the Game Boy Advance game that I'm even fucking talking about. It's <laughs> Harmony of Dissonance. So if you want a really special treat to talk about a fake fan, so Harmony of Dissonance, it's probably the least popular one the Game Boy Advance. And if anybody tells you different, they lying. Um, it's they not the fuck they're talking that about. hard. It's not that great of a story, and also the gameplay is kind of lacking, and the music which is the number one thing that should be the best is not good um especially you land? the circle of the moon soundtrack and aria of sorrows so if you're gonna play all of them you know treat yourself to a little to a little goodness and play aria of sorrows circle of the moon Has where do you story. land on curse of darkness what where do you land on curse of darkness i have it actually it's so funny you mentioned that too it's literally what the fuck is it? it's literally right below me i'm not even kidding lament of innocence i'm sorry is the other playstation 2 game uh next to curse of darkness I like Curse of Darkness. There's, I do. I really do. I've been thinking about replaying Curse of Darkness. I have Curse of Darkness on the brain because I've been watching season three of Castlevania, and they seem to really be shifting into gear to want to adapt Curse of Darkness. Oh, they're point. going for it. If anybody hasn't watched Castlevania, number one, watch it. Support it, please, because I, I really just want to keep going forever. I would really like it's it. It's so fucking good. Um, like, season three is more of like a cooldown setup season, but it's still fantastic. Oh yeah, 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 and it's still good. Yeah, it's just so fucking good. Um, but yeah, Curse of Darkness and Lament of Innocence. Those are the two PlayStation ones. Uh, Curse of Darkness has Hector, which is in the Castlevania seasons, facing Isaac. Um, Igarashi still designed both of them. They're still excellent games, and they got they scored well. You know, these are both games yeah. that have scored well. I think the only games out of Castlevania that really hasn't scored decently was always going to be Simon's Quest and um, the Castlevania sixty four games. That's really it. Simon's Quest never stood a chance. No, neither did Castlevania 64. I still have 64 uh, sitting on my shelf with my collection ready to go at a moment's note. I was well, buying you, the... Uh, at I the, have the complete version, though. What's it called? The what? the second release of 64? Because remember... Six, it was something, uh, I think it was Curse of the Moon or something. Is it uh, Castlevania 64 Curse of the Moon? Cause, no, that's Bloodstained. Ugh. Uh, because sixty four is an unfinished game, and that's its biggest problem. Yeah, no, it really is, and it's also just not good. And the controls are fucking terrible. It is. What is it? Hold on. Oh, it's Legacy of Darkness. I think. I believe it's Legacy of Darkness. Is it? Uh, yes, it's it on is. the shelf. Of, okay, because yeah. I cannot. So that's the brain, version I I own the card for. While the title while the title eluded me, in my brain I cannot forget the box art for this game. It's, it's the werewolf. That's why yes, you thought it's moon. literally a terrible werewolf holding a skull. And, and everybody, please, I fucking you know encourage what it, you look this up. It's just a you werewolf know what it looks like. with a skull and Dracula in the backdrop with the moon. It's hilarious. You know, you know what it looks like? It looks like Vincent Valentine's Limit Break. It does. It literally. I'm not fucking. It does. It's so bad. Um, it looks like a like a fucking fighting game. It really does. It looks like a fighting game out of Speaking it. Speaking of fighting games, how about that Wii game? No. Um. There's your Castlevania little update there. Uh, I found um, them all, though. I've been playing a lot of them. I've been replaying Rondo of Blood specifically right now. Um, game's hard. Game's always hard. Eric, um, I've also been replaying an old game. Oh, tell me. Tell me what game that you haven't played before, but you're going back I, to it. I started my 500th replay of Persona 4 Golden. Wow. That's the first, I have to say. I can't yeah, no, recall you playing those games before. Uh, 
<laughs> I've already put like six hours in. I'm through the first dungeon. You know what it is? The Vita is so light and like it's so easy for me to lay in my bed Vita and just so plug away light. at Persona. It's Vita that the Vita so baby. Uh, yeah, I, I, I popped that card in the other night and I was like, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time to go to Aya and try and eat the rainy day beef bowl. And how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, through the first dungeon, um, when I, when I replay these games now, I just min-max so hard that I'm like, alright, I'm gonna clear the dungeon on, like, the first day we enter it, and then I'll just have, like, two weeks to, like, boost stats. <laughs> just fucking dominate the game at that point. And you're gonna it's be just... playing, are you gonna play Royal right when it comes out? Uh, honestly, it depends on how my plate is looking in I terms know, of... man. What's worth uh... it, Persona 4 Golden or Persona 5 Royal? Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. Um, I might wait for FF7 to drop, yeah. just because that's a game I think I will finish quicker than another Persona play, mm -hmm. um, and I might get that off my plate before I start Persona 5 uh, Royal. I was thinking about FF7 again. I think there's going to be three discs. It, what? Because I was playing the demo of FF7 Remake. And I realize, because we were talking about last time, where the first disc or part is going to end. Yeah. And we kind of touched upon this last time. I think it's going to be three discs. I keep thinking it's just going to be more and more. Like, they're going to be three parts to the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, when that. I say discs, I mean not three discs Did... or part one. I mean, I love how you're like, what? <laughs> I thought you meant four parts like and there's like and four discs. I was so confused. <laughs> Did we? Square Enix like, go ahead, man. Just enjoy did we talk about that Namora interview that I thought I fucking dreamed because it sounds so weird I at first? I think we did. But say uh, it again where, because I think it's where, a fever dream too. He was talking about like the new content and he's like, yeah, there's lots of new content to fill the time in Midgar and explore the characters more. There's even a part where you go to meet Jesse's parents. I'm like, what? Yeah, because everybody wants that. Let's just go meet you the know, folks. You know, you know that characterization I've been, I've been wanting for when Cloud goes to Jesse's house to meet her mom? You know, the first time I beat Seven, I was laying awake late at night and I was thinking, wow, Jesse's a great character, but... I gotta meet her parents. I have to see who yeah. raised this wonderful character. But, um, yeah, no, I, I... I'm just thinking with all the extra content that it's out there, and I imagine they're gonna fit it somehow. I keep thinking it's gonna be three separate parts, and I we're think so probably too. not gonna complete the story for another five to six years. And that kind of sucks, right. but I think it's gonna be so good that nobody's gonna give a shit. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for Final Fantasy VII. It's I, fucking... It, great i played the demo it's so good i played that demo twice <laughs> i can't shill uh, enough in the beginning i was thinking where's the turn base man i fuck that guy i don't even know who he was a week ago dead yeah that, that guy's, guy's dead. dead we're moving on yeah dead man um but so hyped for that also uh oh, oh i'm sorry uh, i was gonna say uh, on that quick persona boat yeah, get uh, persona updates. It, it is sold out i'm waiting for a repress of that persona 5 vinyl you're not gonna um, you're not gonna get it what do you mean? You ain't gonna get it. It's rare. Rich no, no, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting for ground floor. I'm, I'm waiting for a repress. I know, but you ain't. They ain't gonna do it, Rich. I'm on the ground. They're gonna floor. do it. I think they're gonna do it. I think I am eight bit was teasing it. Wait, who? I forgot who pressed it. I don't know if it was I am eight bit, but whoever I am, did, I am eight -bit it, did it was teasing it. Actually, I think everybody for has Royal, eyes on it. It's gonna come. Yeah, I'm keeping it a fucking eye out, man. Because I didn't even realize. I thought people were just hawking it at a hundred, but I'm like, oh no, this is a fucking four LP vinyl. Well, they um. For those of you who don't know to either, uh, Rich and I are pretty, pretty knees deep in the video game vinyl oh, scene, God. and it is, let me tell you, it is a uh, hard scene to get into, because barely anybody presses anything, so it's becoming more popularized now with indie games. Yeah, it is. Oh, um, that, that Rabbids one came great. that I ordered. Mario yeah, oh, Rabbids. did it come? 
Um, there's a textured mustache on that on the front of that That's vinyl. Nice. That's nice. It is it is good stuff. Uh, yeah, but Rich and I decided that if we're gonna pick anything to be hipsters about, it's gonna be vinyls. But we're yeah. especially gonna really jump in and get video game vinyls. Um, One, Bloodstained recently went up for pre-order um, on fuck what site was it? I forgot the site. Um, but they recently just went up for pre-order. I have been just. I might just have to. Real, no, I'm going to. But the pre-orders are open until the 27th. Um, I missed the um, previous offer for, I think, like 80 bucks. You can get the 4LP set, and they come signed. And oh, I that... missed it immediately because apparently it sold down three minutes. And um, I really want it. I won't miss it like I did with Katamari. I really I, not it. again. <laughs> I know. Video game vinyls are so fucking cool. It's the way Bamboo Bugaloo is meant to be listened to. I know, and I and I um I was playing a lot of my vinyls earlier because I have all the Castlevania vinyls, so those are those are on lock. So I was thinking I have to get Bloodstained because it's it's in the family. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the family. It was such a great game. It's it's earned its place. So I know, but um, yeah, vinyls are fucking neato. In terms vinyls of Persona, though, neato. this is gonna be my first Persona. And I remember you told me to play four, and I took your advice and never played four. Yeah, no, great, great. <laughs> I decided job. to just never um, play it. Four, four is the one I would always recommend starting with. I think it's easy enough to go back to if you like five enough. Well, it's for PS3, um, PS2, and Vita. Holy fuck! Uh, it didn't even make. It was so old. It didn't even make the three. No wonder everybody lost well, it over Persona, five. Persona Four Golden is the Vita version. It is the definitive one. I don't have um, that though. Uh, well, what I was gonna tell you is, um, I don't know if you know, I have the I have the PS TV. Uh, I I'll loan you that if you're gonna play Persona 4 Golden. Well, I know back last year I saw this article where Atlas was saying that they would consider bringing three and four to the PlayStation Four. Uh, Atlas has been asking, yeah, about like games to bring over. I think three and four would both. Three's great too. I just think four is the Wait, stronger on. one. There's a trailer here. Hold on, Rich. For what? It says Persona 4 Golden for PS4. Oh, no, no, that's fake. I was tricked into believing that one. That's a fake? Yeah. I shared it on the Twitter. Oh, I see the comment. I wish it would be real. Why do people do this? Why are people doing this? That's not fun. Um, The thing is, like, I especially think 4 is very up your alley. Because even even more so than the other games, it's very slice of life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It's very much like, you know, 5 actually takes place in Tokyo, Whereas 4 takes place in the fictional countryside town of Inaba. And, you know, it's about this murder mystery. Um, it's It's got all the Persona games ooze style. But I think 4 especially does in, like, this very, like, upbeat, poppy way. Despite what, it, you know, the subject matter. Damn. Uh, it's a hell of a game. Damn. Well, I want some of that. I think... I think Nelson has it too. I think my brother has this. I I don't know. I mean, I'll play it eventually, but I guess I'm gonna have to settle for five right now. But five's good. Five's Pretty great. Well, five's um, fantastic. So I guess I'm gonna have some fun. I um I had recently also found my Shibigami Tensei uh, Strange Journey game. Ten out of mm-hmm. ten game. Ten out of ten. Fantastic game. Um apparently they were talking about how they're gonna reveal a new Shibigami Tensei for the Switch soon because that was announced I think last year when they said it was gonna come out. So that's pretty cool. Um, how yeah. long is Persona Four? Uh, Persona 4... After your 500th time. Give me an accurate estimate here. I expect not even a second longer. In the it, it, in the range of 40 to 50 hours. That's not bad. I say this as... I, I remember we had an episode saying, Why can't games be fucking 8 hours long? Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. But no, I'll fucking... 
I'll eat that shit up, though. And when I say I put 120 hours into Persona 5, keep in mind, that's me doing, playing the game and playing New Game Plus. That's not bad. I, um... I, I was reading some accounts of people who have put easily over, like, 300 hours in those games, and that's crazy. I, I guess to flesh yeah. out the story... Or, let me guess, there's just multiple finish... story branches? Are you well, there's... Basically, here's the thing. The main thing that bars you from doing certain things during the game is, like, are your social stats. Mm-hmm. When you do a na- new game plus, the two things you bring over are your social stats and the persona compendium. So you can start making stronger personas sooner, and you can bypass a lot of, uh, like... You can make social interactions happen faster by having higher stats. Like, one of my favorite uh, things in Persona 4 is, like, very early on, your uncle, uh, Ryuji Dojima, who you live with, he's, like, this gruff police detective. The, so- the social link with him is actually really nice because you kind of end up learning a lot about each other and having this mutual respect for each ah, other. That's, that's very, but it's very wholesome. You kind of, like, wholesome. if you have really high courage, very early in the game, you can start that social link early by just, like, going up to him at the kitchen table and being like, hey, what's your fucking problem, man? If you but had like, really high courage, would like, you just build you, the gusto to just no, say, hey, man? Because if your courage is too low, the conversation option is there, but it's, like, you don't have the, you're not courageous enough to confront Dojima about this. <laughs> That's such a funny little benefit they have. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, are you courageous enough to tell him how his day was? And he just goes, it, what's it mean to you? And you're like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is just like you kind of been like, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't know what your deal is, man, but, like, y- you kind of need to be better at this whole parent thing. Your daughter's having some issues over there, dude. <laughs> he just goes, what'd you say to me? You have the high, poor, you pass the courageous check, and you're like, you heard what I said, bitch. Poor, poor Nanako-chan. Uh, she doesn't even know she's the victim of neglect. <laughs> she doesn't even know it because she's already going through it. Damn. Uh, also, uh, worth noting, uh, I love the costume options in Persona games. And uh, Dojima is always wearing a suit uh, with like his jacket off and a loosened tie. And he's always smoking a cigarette. Uh, yes. uh, one of your costume options for the main character you you can get, unlock is called the hard-boiled look. Wow. And you're dressed like Dojima and you have a lollipop. Wow, that is hard-boiled. Always hard-boiled. I can't... um. There's this One Piece fight specifically that references being hard boiled. Is that like a Japanese I, thing being hard boiled? I, I think it is. Like I, I was gonna I know, say, I haven't. You're really, talking about that Frankie fight. Here, I know never the heard exact this one. in the U.S. Being but I've heard it in Persona and the Frankie fight with uh, Mr. Pink, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's in the Cambridge English Dictionary. No, never mind. That's just actually no. It is. Never mind. At first, I read the uh, the definition for an adjective for an egg, of an egg <laughs> boiled in a shell until both the white and yellow parts are solid. Wow, I learned a lot today. We're um, learning. Yeah, appearing not to have emotions or weakness. Ah, yes, very hard boiled. Perfect. Um, but hey, I'm glad you're playing through the game that you've played through 500 times. Support. It just it brings me delight. Not know? being sarcastic. Support. Friday is pretty packed out. Doom Eternal, baby. Should I just run through? Yeah, the, there's uh, one game that you haven't put on here either. It's Half Life Alex, baby. Oh, I didn't. I thought I did. Nah, March twentieth. Also coming out Friday. Stacked. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Half Life Alex, uh, March twentieth there, and for the rest, and we'll get to the bigger ones. Uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero comes to Xbox uh, Games of Gold March sixteenth. Oh, it's on there until April fifteenth. Just so you're all aware. Sonic Generations uh, comes to Games of the Gold on March 16th until March 31st. The Division 2 finally joins Stadia, which is still a thing. I'm wow, I can't wait to boot up my Stadia to finally play this game. I've been waiting for the release for, <laughs> for the probably Stadia, what it's felt for like the Stadia a year. port? Yeah. Uh, 
Green, an orc's life, comes to PC on March 17th. <laughs> okay, hold on. I gotta if you think I'm not going to look up what hold that on. is, you're on drugs. <laughs> hold on. Okay, give me a moment here. Green, an orc's life, developed by James K. Isaac. Um, it is a story-rich card swiper. I love card swipers. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to get into this, but it looks fun. Total War, Three Kingdoms, A World Betrayed DLC comes to PC on March 19th. Uh, and at last, The Big Boys, Animal Crossing New Horizons comes to Switch on March 20th, and Doom Eternal comes to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia on March 20th, along with uh, Doom 64. Wow. It turns out green in Orcs Life 2, it's very much like the um, the rain system, where you just pick what option you want to go through with your scenario in the story. You can sure. swipe left or swipe right, much like, uh, much like the dating Much like scene. Tinder. Yeah, much like the dating scene. You swipe right or left, things happen, but you're an orc, so things change, you know? The more I do things that change, for, the more they say the same. You know what I'm saying? I do that for 20 minutes. Some girl asks me some question that irritates me, and then I just go back to playing Persona in my bed. I give her a very big spiel on how the age of man is over, and we kind of dive back into the next person that I match with. Yo, next up, let's check those internals. Shout out to uh, shout out to Total War Three Kingdoms, by the way. Can't praise this game enough. Um, if you've never played it, it's very... You've talked uh, about it on the show before. It's very strategic. Yeah, it's very strategic, but not too overbearing. There's a lot going on, but I think once you kind of hit your stride, um, the game kind of just eases its way into becoming not too bad to play. Oh, what the fuck am I trying to say? It's not hard once you play it a lot, all right? Play the game. It's play fun. the game. And it's historically accurate, too, so everybody likes that. But, yeah. Um, Doom and Animal Crossing are dropping, so that basically means we're going to have a pretty loaded show next week. Yeah, well, I, I'll be able to speak to Animal Crossing. I don't think I'm going to buy Doom, but I'm going to rely on you to tell me what's up. Yeah, I will I will get some Doom in before the show. Because I just want to um, pick the lesser of two evils while saving some money. I get it, man. I get and it. And then I can um, play some Doom. And also, I kind of want to re- replay Doom 2016. I kind of want to play that. I understand again. that. Also, my my tax returns should finally be deposited sometime this week, oh, so yes. I'm I'm in the mood to treat myself a Adulting little bit. Adulting has yielded successful results. Congratulations. Yeah, baby. Um, um, yeah, so we, we'll at least be able to talk about that. That being said, every single trailer or gameplay demo I've seen of that game of Doom, it looks incredible. I'm specifically going to get it on PC. No way I'm getting that for console. Yeah, no, I, have to see I, I, I got story. it on PC, of course. That's that's the way Doom is intended to be played. As always, ever since it was originally created. Gotta, gotta get on that PC. Uh, um, news! Dive into the news. I like E3's news. Cancelled. Yeah, if you, if you haven't heard this already, it happened. Ether cancelled. Um, show hasn't been cancelled since, like, 95. Which is crazy. Well, Which I believe even, I mean, even the New York St. Patrick's Day Parade has been cancelled. That hasn't been cancelled since... And we all Ever. remember 97 um, as the year that there was a Wario robot on the floor. So, you know. Yeah, the the, the end of an era. The golden um, age is over. <laughs> a lot of people think that this is the end of E3 as they know it. I think and it's the end of E3 in the form we know. I'm it. kind of on that train. And I, just to be clear, I'm not parading around and dancing over the charred remains of E3, all right? I'm not, I'm not thanking the heavens and saying, fuck this show. Not at all. Well, I'm only not saying it because I think the show <laughs> needs to fundamentally. I believe the show needs to fundamentally change. The reason I don't dance over its remains are because, uh, honestly, the biggest effect this is going to have on the industry is if the show were gone altogether, taking away a big opportunity for a lot of indie devs to meet with people that yeah. they need to meet with to make their games happen. Yeah, it was a business expo. To the consumers, they only know one thing, and that's the shows and the panels 
and the releases, which is fine. Um, I'm in that. Worth noting, too. by the way, uh, most that. most uh, big devs are still going to be doing some kind of digital broadcast. Yeah, we Microsoft's sure. doing it. EA's Microsoft, uh, EA, Ubisoft. I think Annapurna Interactive is even doing a virtual event. <laughs> Uh, I would bet you WB is going to do one because they were going to have a presser for the first time this year at E3. I'm sure Devolver will do something. Devolver always does something. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be just fun. as... Like it'll happen in the swing. middle of the night and be insane. Yeah. It's probably going to be at like midnight or something wacky or like 3 a.m. It, it always is at around midnight. And like last time they announced the Metal Wolf Chaos, which uh, I, I always remember distinctly because at the last Devolver press conference, I was still working for Destructoid and everyone was going to bed... And they're like, eh, Devolver's not going to have anything big. We'll, we'll get it tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I'll watch. I'll stay up. I'll cover it. And I was like, holy shit, this is insane. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. They always do something balls off the wall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm in the camp where I just want it to be something a little different presentation-wise. I mean, keep the keep your business keep your business goings going on there. Keep everything happening the same way it would operationally happen business-wise. I mean, that shouldn't change because that's what... E3 was primarily for gets in the first done. fucking place. Definitely in the past it was. It's become more of a consumer show, but I think taking a year off to decide what sort of show it needs to come back is could end up being very beneficial. Oh yeah, totally in that camp. And I think it's nothing but good for it. Um, take the year off, restructure things a little bit. Plus E3, it wasn't in the greatest of graces with everybody ever since they doxed all the uh, media people. Um well, to be so, fair, let it die uh, down a bit. You know, let them let them give their argument, which was to be fair, we weren't hacked. We just were not protecting this information at all. Yeah, so you can't you can't be hacked on what's not protected. Big brain move points to forehead. People, I know people who had to move and change their phone numbers because of that. Which That's, is insane because the community the, will not stop bothering them. And the ESA didn't do shit for them. No, they never would. They never will. There is no accountability on their side. They didn't at all. even it's get an apology. Insane. Nope. It's actually quite fucking insane. I have to Which say. leads me to my main concern if there's no E three, who will dox me this year? I think it's even more insane that people had to move or relocate. Yeah. Like, okay. Yes, it's fucked up that their social security and basically a and lot of And not even shit people leaked, who are people moved yeah. because community people would not stop bothering and them. not even people who are huge colossal names i'm talking about like i know a few indie devs that that happened to like people who are, who are doing successful but like they're not household names yeah. you know what i mean and they still got bothered that's crazy to me um but yeah let it take a year let them restructure if they're going what i think they should do which is what a lot of people i want to say believe is they should be more uh, they should probably restructure their show to be more consumer-facing, which is what they were trying to do anyways. But um, it's hard to do... Oh, yeah, totally. When when the turnaround for E3 is like, the show ends, we need to start planning next year. Yeah, so I think they should try their hand at making it a little bit more consumer-based, which is what they tried doing in the past two years, I think. Um, but two after everybody, three, after the I first year... Did. Yeah, but after everybody found out during the first year that it really wasn't that much to, to gawk at, then they kind of just stepped away, so... The most... Uh, confusing part, I think, the first year it became a consumer show was people showed up a week early because they thought they'd be let into the keynotes. Um, yeah, like, yeah. No, these are these are press this is for Yeah, this is for business people in the industry, like people who actually have jobs in this Despite industry. Despite that one guy cheering in the front of Bethesda's conference. Who's to say who that was? Like, he was screaming, yeah, but no, he knew about this. He works here. Yeah, I know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, who's to say who that mysterious man was? Could it have been an employee? It's like, no, he was. 
Um, but they're like, calm down, Jerry. You work here. Regardless if, regardless if they do restructure it, E3 is ending, which is sad. You know, the the concept of E3 is becoming slowly irrelevant as technology starts to improve and people can just stream their shows now, which kind of sucks. Because um, I did like E3. It was always the season of the season of releases and launches, and it was always fun to just see what you did not expect. Um, yeah. I think this year, though, it especially sucks because everybody wanted to see the PS5. And even if Sony was walking away from E3, I'm still excited to see it. It's just not going to be in the same the same atmosphere that it used to be. Where totally, Sony man. would come out on a stage and just say, fuck Microsoft, fuck Nintendo, here's the cool console, and everyone would lose their shit. Um, hey, you kids want some Nintendos? Yeah, like, that, that was always fun. So it, it's going to suck not seeing those famous things, but be safe. See I think they're still... Safe. Something worth looking forward to. I totally. think June is still going to be the center point for a lot of announcements. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's there's still plenty to look forward totally. to. Totally. I'd rather people um, be safe and not get sick. Beyond that, I mean... Can't uh, say the with, same for other people. They, what with... They think people get sick, which is insane. It is very insane. Uh, which brings me to, like, the bigger topic here, uh, being with all this coronavirus, with COVID-19, all this going around, um, a lot of devs are, you know, pushing back dates, working from home, uh, which is the right thing to do at this point. Um, but do you see any, I mean, we're in the early stages here. Do you see long-term impact on the industry from this? I do. And I think that people, people being, um, business owners or owners of studios or publishers, they're going to find over time that allowing developers to work from home is now going to be not only a viable option, because it's always been viable, mind you, and but I think it's going to become studios, more normalized over yeah, the years from this. A lot of studios do do that at least one day a week. Yeah, um, but I think that people having remote positions will become in general, more normal. It's going to become normalized. Um, Which is great, because that's more job opportunities for people. Yeah, I think that people are actually going to see that moving forward, that as the, as the market shifts and continues to shift due to the virus... Um, they're going to find that people could still do their jobs just as effectively. I think it's a good thing, if anything else. Mainly just because, you know what, game dev studios are notorious for two things. Crunch and forcing people to work on location. Um, so, it, it's one thing to uh, have remote positions now. But I think that now it's going to be encouraged, even, um, for certain business studios. And you know what? They should encourage it because you're going to have a lot more openings for talent to come through their doors rather than just relying on the local talent that's going to come in. Um, especially when, say, like in L.A. or in this, the California area where a lot of these studios are, it's hard to live out there. I mean, it's very pricey. So it's yeah, it's, I think it's going to leave open a lot of opportunities for other people who can't necessarily, for lack of a better word, afford to live there. Afford the cost um, of living, yeah. Yeah, they're going to at least be able to share their talents, and I think that's a great thing. But what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I'm kind of in the same boat there. I mean, I hadn't given it as much thought, I would say, but, uh, my main thing was, I think you're going to see some changes in how studios allow remote work to happen. Like you said, in a larger scale is nothing but a good thing at this point. Um, I think you're going to see some more delays coming in. A lot of stuff that's out recently is definitely still going to happen. Uh, this could definitely affect development times going in for games that are later in the year. What I'm more curious to keep an eye on is if this is going to have uh, an effect on console manufacturing. Yeah, uh, very true. As we're leading into uh, console launches. So many people are fucking bugging out thinking The Last of Us is going to be delayed again. 
so many people are bugging right now, which uh, I don't think it will be. It's basically they're they're, they're well into the they're polished stages. Yeah. It's gonna go gold soon. There, um, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. Yeah, but to your point about physical, I wouldn't be surprised if some game releases may go digital only. Yeah, because you're not gonna have people going to work on the manufacturing. The supply line. chains will be difficult, so yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, look at films. Films are being pushed back, so I wouldn't be surprised unless the film is already in post production wow. if it be pushed back too. Who could believe that you know the last film, the last bastion of hope in theaters, would be Sonic the Hedgehog? I know, and that was it before the virus hit. Did Can you, you imagine um, somebody somebody says, "Oh, I remember, I remember before the movie theater business tanked, the last film I saw, Sonic." Sonic the, <laughs> there was an Onion article the other day that was like, "Billions flock to see Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters <laughs> amid coronavirus." Like, and, like the the quote was like, "You don't understand how important seeing Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters is before someone tries to take it away from you." In in these trying times, seeing Sonic is it's as important as a movie as ever culturally. For, the, for, yeah, for everybody. No. Like, society, as, as a society, we should band together and watch this movie. <laughs> and watch Sonic the Hedgehog. And also um, into a fucking cliffhanger that oh, leaves everything open-ended, so that would be the worst if they just also, never followed up with the second film. As a nice surprise, uh, <laughs> during all of this, uh, Disney put Star Wars out digitally early. Yeah, I thought that was pretty chill of them. Um, yeah. Would I, am I rushing to see The Rise of Skywalker? No. But, hey, well, if you enjoyed but, it, Go if watch. you want to watch it again, you totally can. Want to go watch that train wreck again? Be my guest. Go in there. <laughs> Get in there. I love how much we soured on that film the longer it was. Could you see the fucking article that released? This is why. Listen, I, go, I I live my day. I put on my shoes one foot at a time here. Let me just I do, I leap into both. I, <laughs> I just jump right out of bed in my shoes. Um, during the times where I'm saying, hey, I'm not really a, you know, a big nerd about things i can't help but feel this this twinge of frustration when i read a few weeks ago they released this article on how it's official lore that palpatine is a clone yeah and i was thinking wow in the novelization this is so fucking dumb and i was thinking hey eric you don't care about this star wars yeah i do and guess but you kept reading (laughs) yeah i kept reading because you know what i do care and i think everyone knows the official lore um is that palpatine use the force to move his consciousness into a clone body and amidst that lore they also confirmed that palpatine's son is a failed imperfect palpatine clone Meanwhile, so they still news won't flash, the question on how palpatine fucked no news flash palpatine doesn't fuck no 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 but see i no. don't believe that i don't believe in that. canon palpatine no longer fucks yeah, but his see, this Im- whole clone theory i disregarded that my head canon <laughs> says now he fucked his imperfect clone played by mary <laughs> fucks you know, you know what's hilarious about that too. They probably met in the boardroom and they said, "We got to change this lore." And someone says, "But why?" And he goes, "Because this implies Palpatine fucks." <laughs> <laughs> And they can't have that. They can't have the Sith Lord. They can't have him boning anybody. So and he goes, I guess I, I guess I have to delete this scene where uh, Palpatine tells one of the stormtroopers how important it is to always wear a condom and always how to um, be. A, an active listener in a relationship, you know? And really just <laughs> start goes, giving relationship advice to other yeah, He goes, you know, you really need to hear where she's coming from and try and put yourself in her perspective. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray's coming. Everybody's paces. <laughs> yeah, it's like, because when, when the Death Star blew up, I was pissed, but I never brought that home with me. You never go to bed angry. And I'm like, wow, thanks, Palpatine. I'm like, that's so... That's He's so actually, like, brand. a great husband. Yeah, you're a great man. This is so on brand with your image. I'm so glad I follow you. Thank you. 
Thank what you so is that much. extended universe story? I don't want to hear this clone bullshit. Thank you so much, Dark Lord. Yeah, give me, like, here's Palpatine's pickup lines that he used when he was able to seduce Have you him. ever heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? As he tenderly, you know, rushed a breath of air into her ear. It's, it's, not, a tale. it's not a tale the Jedi would have told you. Uh, but, um... Fuck, what were we talking about? I got lost. Now I'm thinking I of uh, Palpatine uh, porn. Uh, viruses. Oh, yeah. Stay indoors. Self-isolate yourself. Even if you don't think you have yeah. symptoms, wait it out. Check it. You totally. know, prove yourself right. I Be think cautious. it's insane how people are just buying in bulk. But, like, bulk. Not, oh, I'm going to ration off some food for a week or two. It's, I'm going to ration off some food I, for an entire year. Yesterday morning, um, I went to the, the Target uh, near near me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went at, like, I was up doing stuff anyway. So I went at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning when they opened because I figured it would be easier to get stuff in the morning. Yeah. Um, I pulled into the lot, like, just as they would have been opening. And it was already mobbed inside. So I asked... I asked one of the guys there. He said they opened the door to let employees in at six, and people just pushed their way through. That's so. There's things like there's times like those or stories like those where I just don't get it. I it's don't like get that. There's whole no mentality. respect. There's no respect. You shouldn't treat people like that. Come on. It's like nobody at the grocery stores or Targets or any other store wants to deal with that shit either, and they don't even want to be there. That's it. Fucking blows. Like I'm very fortunate that. My job involves just virtual meetings and virtual work. Yeah. But if I had to work retail or even at a, a clerk job or a grocery store job, you know, you got to respect those people because it fucking sucks. That's They're putting why... themselves on the line out there and they just want to make money. So it's like, come on, get throw them a bone. That's why I, I got to tell you, I'm very grateful. Uh, I was telling you earlier, I recently had my position changed at my job. Um, and I no longer am public facing. Like I am in an office in the back, not dealing with people all day. And I, I am so much happier. Good for you. Yeah. And, um, I, I do, I empathize with people who can't do that and are less fortunate where they have to actually go out and physically do labor or work with people. But that's why you just got to keep yourself protected. But having these people rush down fucking targets, that's not going to help. It's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And frankly, you know, I've seen families buy, I've seen pictures of families buying, um, toilet paper on mass. I know that's like the meme now that we just buy toilet yeah. paper and all that. It, I can't help but think too that half of those people who do buy them are reselling it. And there was even a story I just read recently oh, earlier the today. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who I think his name is Mike Coulter or something like that. I forget his name, but yeah, he bought over eighteen thousand bottles of Purell and Amazon across several him states. Selling it. Yeah, and selling it on Amazon for first of all, nobody really knows how much he was selling it for, but um. According to some article from the New York Times that I read too, he alluded that it was somewhere around like seventy dollars a bottle, which is what a fucking douchebag. Yeah, and then he couldn't sell it. So number one, he also couldn't sell it enough. Well, number one, he overbought, and number two, he couldn't um, make those sales. Three, now Amazon is pulling his listings, and he was pissed off about it, and he didn't apologize. They said, like, "Are you sorry for what you've done?" And after I think it was maybe a fifteen second pause, or maybe ten seconds, just a long pause, and he just goes, "No," and. That's insanity to me. That's literally sociopathic. Garbage human. Yeah, totally garbage. So don't be Um, like that. Just buy enough where you can survive. If you need to know how much you can survive on, surprisingly not that much. I mean, that that Target trip ended up being yield-worthy for me. Uh, I got a a six-pack of toilet paper, got two rolls of paper towels, and I got two cases of water. I go to the grocery store in my corner. It was like a fucking fight club. It was like the gulags out there in in war zone. (laughs) As you entered the door, you said, welcome to the gulag. Boris had opened the door. I literally went there with one mission. I just wanted some milk. 
I wanted some milk for my cereal, which I had just gotten. Yeah. And I ran out because I thought I was going to be flying to San Francisco a week and a half ago for a conference. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. Yeah, that ain't happening out there. So um, I go to get this milk. It took me 40 minutes to get milk. Jesus Christ. And on the way, of course, I got some more cereal because I'm thinking, well, if I'm buying this gallon of milk, I'm getting, I'm going whole hog. I'm putting it to good use. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going whole hog here. And it's literally taken 40 minutes. I think I'm going to go back out one more time just to get some other groceries just to kind of be good for the week, but it's insanity out there. Um, People are really nuts and you you just got to be careful if anything else. Get your shit and just be mindful. Good, good, good advice. Wow. What a great cast. I think so. What a great cast. Um, we talk about games, talk about life. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I didn't have any other huge ones, but I wanted to end on a happy story. You see those Mario Legos? Yeah, dude, that's see, like perfect for the kids. The one, one hundred percent. When really the kids cheery. were like uh, picking it up and dropping Mario on things in that trailer, I was thinking, who the fuck is gonna do that? And then oh, I it's, thought, it's very aimed at kids. Yeah, yeah, a child would do that. A child. Anytime I've ever given a child anything, they always just smashed it yeah. shit around they're just hopping there's around. A, a, a sort of cool level of interactivity in there i would have liked to have seen a luigi uh figure as well who knows down the line <laughs> i personally was disappointed there was no luigi nintendo well, you know hasn't I... answered my emails about it i think <laughs> we're know? gonna stay on we're gonna stay on standby they said they're taking me off the mailing list um you, you know what i never uh, i didn't understand i thought it was confusing they showed like a lot of the sets and they said this is going to be a modular thing that's actually like an interactive game the Mario character is impressive with the whole the whole uh, LED screen and speakers. Yeah, screen on there you go LED. It was cool. It was cool. Screen and on his, his tummy. It, looks like his a eyes and mouth are screens too. Yeah, it looks like a Teletubby. Um, yeah, totally. And he, he it's like about getting coins and moving through levels. But uh, at the end, what confused me? I'm like weird choice. Uh, he fights Bowser Jr. and I didn't see a Lego Bowser. And I went, huh? Yo, that's a that's DLC that's coming out in the other package that's going to cost seventy dollars by Lego. Thank you. Well, I guarantee you, one hundred percent. I think you're absolutely right. Is that they're going to do these little modular sets and then they're going to release the big expensive bad boy is going to be like Bowser's Castle. I knew it. that's what I was about to say to him, like Bowser's Castle, and he's going to come out in uh, his ship, the smiley face ship. Yeah, it's the hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollar set is going to be Bowser's Castle. Oh, that that'd be pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'd be sitting on Amazon, like being like, uh, if it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come, you come on here, you're saying, no, that's dumb. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Later, it's in your wish list, and you're like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> and so I, see, I call you, I go, Eric, you want to come over and build Bowser's castle? <laughs> I have to say, it'd be pretty. I, I'm sure it looks pretty cool, and it's easily gonna be about one hundred to two hundred dollars, but it's gonna be yeah. a big set. I mean. What I'm just Im- impressed by is, like, how they didn't just go with the normal Lego formula. Like, clearly Nintendo and Lego got together, talked about what would work best for translating Mario into Lego form. And I think it ended up coming out pretty neat on the other end. What was that, um, the Star Wars Millennium Falcon thing? Was that $1,000, that biggie one? The, I think it's 500 the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the okay. That's the Ultimate Collector's one. Whew. Um, I mean, Ultimate I bought Collector's Bowser's Castle. I bought a few Legos fairly recently, like within what? the past couple of years. What are you doing here? What's going no, no, on? no. Hey, can you, you can, can you hear me out? I bought them from the the Lego Ideas thing. You know, you know how that thing works. Uh, no, no, tell me. Okay, so Lego Ideas is a website that's existed for a few years now. Um, people go on, they pitch their ideas for a set, and if the it gets voted up enough. Lego actually tries to get it made, like they try and get the license. Oh, that's so cool! Um, so I bought two things from that. I bought the Beatles Yellow Submarine. Oh, that came from Lego's idea. Yeah, and I bought uh, Voltron. That's a cool. I saw the Yellow Submarine one. And I almost bought that too. That's a cool yeah. one. 
I have that one, and I have Voltron, damn, which Voltron's was cool. Voltron was like one hundred twenty dollars, but I was like, damn, this thing's cool. I keep thinking of how massive a Bowser's Castle could be, and I'm kind of hyped for that. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. It could be pretty um, damn expansive. Also worth noting, while this Lego Mario thing is happening. Uh, one thing that's currently on Lego Ideas that has received enough votes that it's being considered is a Sonic the Hedgehog set. That's pretty cool. That's a no-brainer, um, too. I hope they release an LED screen with him, too. Also, the Sonic set will almost definitely happen, considering it has enough votes, because I don't know if you remember, although no official sets were made, uh, Sonic was in Lego Dimensions, so Sega has worked with Lego before. And I'm sure then, now that they opened the door with Mario, because Mario's heavily affiliated with Sega, too, um... Never thought I'd say that in 2020. It's uh, a weird thing, though, right? Yeah, they're probably going to come out with a set for that, too. That'd I'd be, be interested cool. to see if they explore Zelda or something eventually. Oh, man, think of all the cool Dr. Robotnik mechs that they can build. The, I'm actually going to send you the LEGO Ideas Sonic yeah, one right now. I didn't know LEGO Ideas was the spawn or the, the reason behind that, half of those. That, that Friends set that recently came out is where that came from. I wish Nintendo just said, hey, kids, because you demanded it, the Evangelion Lego set has finally announced you can now Sonic. control Shinji, Shinji while he chokes Asuka in the end of Evangelion beach scene in a Lego. Like, I just, wow, I, thanks, man. I dropped you that link there. Take a look. It's pretty Whoa. cool. Whoa. Look at Dr. Robotnik. Oh, that's perfect. Come on. How could you not want that? Yeah, look at that Robotnik mech. It's pretty great. Look at his great. stash and his glass. That's the one thing I always hope that they keep in the future Sonic movies is how ridiculous his mechs I mean, get as he starts to build them. Yeah. Also, you got the uh, the little like upgrade screen. You got the birds. Um, it, it's all pretty great. It has an actual Robotnik that comes so out of that cool. mech as well. If you look through the pictures, that's so cool. There's a variant that comes with the tornado. Look at all these Lego ideas. What have you done? Now I'm going to be Lego centric. Oh, look at these. Legos are cool, man. They're just fucking pricey. No, Legos are awesome. I have um. I have that Millennium Falcon one, not the five hundred dollar one. Although I've I've been, I've looked, I've looked. You know, like, I, I've been looking out there. I've been around the block. I, a few I times. do it occasionally. I almost bought the Slave One, uh, uh, at some point. I almost bought Slave One too. Oh, they're, I bought that ma- so Mandalorian. I bought that Mandalorian set also. The ATST. That's cool. Oh yeah, I saw that. I remember that. They're just so expensive. That's all. It's an expensive endeavor. But once you build them, they're pretty damn cool. Let me see. I want to go by the most supported. Let's see. The Great Fishing Boat. That's a fishing boat. Oh, the Knight Rider car. Wow. Well, everybody, you have now watched the transformation of the Gecko Games cast becoming the Gecko Legos cast. Welcome to the Lego Games Please catch us next time where Rich and I will break down the newest Lego product ideas um, just to really give you guys the most up-to-date information about Legos. There is the new X-Files set coming out where you can play as Mulder or Scully fantastic jillian jacobs finally in lego form yeah finally uh you can even have Mulder's office um which is something i've always wanted to uh, recreate. please please pick up the new smoking man minifigure yeah please please pick up smoking man um very cool i actually started watching x-files two years ago x-files is great man and i'm pretty i'm almost caught up it's really good i'm in um, um on that very from... we note do we have any we have any other big news to cover um, no. There's a Central Park. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a Central Park. Yeah, the Friends. Friends one. That one came out. Oh, the Steamboat Willie one. I know this came out in some yeah. form. Oh, yeah. It's on yeah. the shelves. That one was released. Um, they've done partnerships with Disney before. Uh, in fact, Star Wars is probably the biggest licensed Lego in existence. You know, Star Wars actually um, was the first ever licensed Lego, and it saved the company from going bankrupt in the early 2000s. Isn't that so interesting to hear? That's not... 
even when you think about um, the Marvel story, Marvel's only also was on the verge of bankruptcy, and then it ended up surviving. It's pretty wild. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. And now look how popular it is. I I recommend everyone go watch uh, the Lego episode of The Toys That Made Us. Oh, that's such a cool series. It's so good. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into housekeeping. Yeah, let's break this. Let's break it down. Um, Eric, uh, what was that? Uh, was that McCree? Yeah, it was Lucio. Is that McCree from Overwatch? It was Lucio. Uh, who am I? Overwatch. Wait, who am I? It's high noon. You are uh, Winston. <laughs> yes, correct. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. You are Jetpack Cat. <laughs> uh, all right, so. If you want to ask us questions or ask us why we derail talking about Lego so much, uh, you can hit us up at uh, geckogamespodcast at gmail.com. You can find Eric on the Twitters over at beautiful underscore Eric. You can find me at the Richmeister Zero. Uh, big thanks to Heather Ramos for our wonderful logo and a small thanks to Ed Baquette for our intro. <laughs> um, I guess that about does it for us. So uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week. Eric, thanks for hanging out. Of course. Hey, man. It's always been a pleasure. Make sure to uh, buy those Legos. Always buy those Legos. All right, see you, everybody.